if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. As friends at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the 30th morning of the month of December in the year of our Lord, 2019, a new decade is rapidly approaching. And I really appreciate you being with us as we uh, get you started this morning. If you were listening to Hugh Hewitt, good move. You certainly need to start your day with the uh, incredible news information and education that Hugh provides. We're going to try to pick up where he left off as we go this morning. Coming up in about 40 minutes from right now, Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional, Congressional District Representative, will be with us. And uh, very much looking forward to talking to him about a host of things, including... Uh, Nancy Pelosi's continued refusal over the holidays to even address, let alone actually uh, give a clue or hint as to what she is going to do with respect to the impeachment articles that she is refusing to send over to the United States Senate. Congressman Jordan has some thoughts on that, I know. Also going to talk to him about two terrible, same thing we're going to talk about with you right now, two terrible attacks on houses of worship uh, literally just in this past weekend. Uh, and, of course, we know uh, what happened during Hanukkah, to make it even worse, to have a, an attack uh, on Hanukkah, a, a very specific anti-Semitic attack carried out, apparently, by a man with uh, previous anti-Semitic police uh, engagements. Uh, this is just flat-out hatred. This is anti-Semitism from people who hate for the sake of hate. And it's very dangerous when you consider the number of anti-Semitic attacks going on in and around New York City over the course of the last month. And what's even more disturbing than the actual attacks, including the machete attack, um, that uh, is being called domestic terrorism by some, we'll have to talk about that, whether or not it uh, meets the, the definition of terrorism. Certainly it's terrifying, but very different than, or could very di- uh, potentially be very different than terrorism. But... Um, uh, these attacks are uh, most disturbing is actually the response to these attacks. Uh, and what I mean by that is what law enforcement in New York City is doing, what lawmakers, shouldn't even say law enforcement, it's not the police's fault, they're law enforcement, it's the legislators, the lawmakers, uh, that really kind of just raise the eyebrows. 
A Brooklyn woman accused of slapping three Orthodox Jewish women last week was set free immediately without any bail because that's what they do in New York now. And so what did she do with no deterrence whatsoever for that kind of bad behavior? Struck again yesterday. Was busted for assaulting yet another woman a day after she was released without bail on uh, uh, charges stemming from the Friday attack. Tiffany Harris, which was charged with assault for slugging a 35-year-old face on the Eastern Parkway near Underhill Avenue in Prospect Heights in New York at about 9.15 p.m. Unclear if this particular victim is also Jewish, but uh, the bottom line is the attack on the three Jewish women led to no repercussions whatsoever, no deterrence whatsoever, no bail. And what happens when people find out that they're not going to be held accountable for bad actions? It encourages them to commit other bad acts, actions, which is exactly what we are finding out uh, is the case uh, with the attacker in uh, in uh, the uh, Hanukkah episode uh, yesterday with the with the machete attack. By the way, it should be pointed out: the left is somehow blaming Donald J. Trump for these anti-Semitic attacks, this rise in anti-Semitic attacks. Governor Andrew Cuomo blaming Donald Trump, claiming that. Uh, this rise in hatred has been fostered by the President of the United States. Never mind the fact that Donald Trump has been, without question, the most pro-Jew and pro-Israel president in recent memory. Donald Trump following through just as an example, this isn't, of course, an, an all-inclusive list, but just as, as an example, The people of Israel have long, the government of Israel, elected by the people of Israel, have long declared Jerusalem to be the capital of that sovereign state. They have decided, they have long declared Jerusalem to be the capital and and that's where the United States uh, should, um, uh, should move their embassy from Tel Aviv. President Bush, or President Clinton promised to do that. President Bush promised to do that. President Obama promised to do that. None of them would do it. None of them were willing to say to the people of Israel, yes, we recognize your history. We recognize your desire to have Jerusalem recognized and to move our embassy there. And that is exactly what Donald Trump has done. That's just as an example. President Trump has done more, has done more to reach out to Jewish people in the United States and in Israel than any president in recent memory. And yet he is going to be blamed? The right is going to be blamed for this for these hate crimes? Andrew Cuomo, the government, called this domestic terrorism, saying this is intolerance meets ignorance meets illegality. It's an intolerant time in this country. There's your blaming of Trump. It's Trump's problem. By the way, it is the left that is not tolerating President Trump. They don't tolerate his victory from 2016. They don't tolerate his policies. They don't tolerate his successes. They don't tolerate the fact that the, that he enjoys extraordinary support among wide cross sections of American voters. They don't tolerate that. He went on to say, we see anger, we see hatred exploding. It is an American cancer in the body politic. It is literally turns one cell in the body against the others. He said, we have seen enough in New York. This is violence spurred by hate. It is mass violence, and I consider this an act of domestic terrorism. Learn the definition of terrorism, First Governor Cuomo. 
These people are domestic terrorists, and the law should reflect that, and they should be punished as if it was an act of terrorism. Learn the definition of terrorism, Cuomo. That is, you, you need to be responsible here. I know that goes against, it's antithetical to de- liberal democratic tendencies, but it, you need to be responsible here. Learn what terrorism is, number one. Number two, to blame this on the culture of hate, let's ask ourselves who is fostering a culture of hate in this country. You have liberal Democrats in Washington, D.C., in the Congress. You have liberal Democrats in non-political positions like the FBI fostering hate and division and contempt for a portion of the population that doesn't agree with them politically. Smelling the Trump voters in your local Walmarts. Ring a bell? Declaring that Donald Trump and Donald Trump supporters are the violent ones in this country. When the violence in this country, the division in this country that that manifests itself in violence on a regular basis comes from the likes of Antifa, not from the likes of MAGA hat wearers. Unless, of course, you believe Jussie Smollett and people like that. When you can't make your narrative, or excuse me, when you can't provide proof that your narrative is true, you make up the narrative to make it true. The belief is, or the desire is to believe, that Trump supporters are violent people with racist tendencies who can be, uh, who are, who, who must be, uh, sheltered away from society, who must be, you know, who must be divided from the rest of decent society, when the truth of the matter is, they are the least of the problems in this country when it comes to violence and division. So they make things up. The number of hoax hate crimes intended to try to paint conservatives, Trump supporters, MAGA hat wearers, to paint them as being the intolerant, violent people in society. It it, it is reprehensible. And now we see attacks in places of worship. Like I said, in the the case of the the attack on Hanukkah, the five people slashed with a machete, trying to put this on on Trump supporters when the actual attacker when the actual who happens to be African American by the way shouldn't matter but must when the race of attackers or shooters or whatever happens in in mass uh killings or attempted killings in this country when the attacker is white it is blamed uh uh that race is blamed in those cases white supremacy racism bigotry etc etc so it must be pointed out the race of victims the religion of victims in this case of course uh and the race of the attackers must be pointed out uh that even though his family is saying that he had no ties to or was not a member of any anti-jewish or anti-semitic hate groups has a history of anti-semitism this individual does not a conservative, not a right winger, not somebody listening to Donald Trump or acting or carrying out Donald Trump's uh, orders or agenda or, or 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 anything of the sort. But they automatically try to sow the division and the and the uh, hatred, playing the hate card, if you will, as much as the race card, by blaming people uh, who are conservative. It is irresponsible, and more importantly, it's inaccurate, and it needs to be pointed out. Which brings us to the second of the terrible uh, 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 attacks over the weekend. This time, a shooting attack 
in uh, Texas, in a town called that I'd never heard of before, White Settlement, Texas, which is just kind of an odd thing. But we have a shooting attack there. An individual inside of a church pulls out a gun, and the moment he does is met with parishioners pulling out their guns and firing and killing him. It is the most extraordinary example of a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun and instead of celebrating the heroism of the parishioners who stopped that terrible attack in its tracks saving Lord only knows how many lives I mean really countless numbers how many victims of in those pews would there have been had the parishioners not been armed and ready and willing to engage the attacker Ten? Would we have ten dead parishioners in that church this morning in White Settlement, Texas, near Fort Worth? Fifteen? Twenty? I mean, seriously, who knows? But almost immediately after the shooting, almost immediately, former presidential candidate, former Texas Senate candidate, Robert Francis O'Rourke tweets, speaking for all of the gun control left, quote, So saddened to hear about another church shooting in Texas. Clearly what we are doing in Texas, what we are doing in this country when it comes to guns, is not working. It's almost as if I'm failing to describe what can go on, what, what is happening between synapses firing in the brain of a modern American liberal like Robert Francis O'Rourke. Two men with guns that you don't want them to have. You and your anti-Second Amendment crusade would have disarmed those parishioners, saved the lives of probably dozens of churchgoers in that building before police would have been able to arrive. People with guns saved lives, and he tweets a gun control message. I mean, honestly, you would think that at some point or another, Liberal Democrats in America would get tired of being wrong about everything. But they're not, because they continue to do the same things again and again and again. It is not right-wing anti-Semitism that stabbed or slashed five people in New York at a Hanukkah event, and it is not right-wing extremism that led to the shooting in Texas. And moreover, it was right-wing Second Amendment supporters in Texas who saved lives. And it's a right-wing president who is doing everything he can for Jews who are victims of anti-Semitic attacks in the United States. i got much more for you, but that's how we start out this morning. Phone lines open at 216-901-0945, Dial up. Either one of those numbers will get you up and on the radio. Good Monday to you here on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast.
926 now, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to I want to play some things for you real quick to kind of show you what I, went, what I meant when I said one would think that liberal Democrats, particularly as it pertains to these issues, um, would be tired of being wrong on literally everything, but they're not. In September, so obviously not long ago, just four months ago, in September, three months ago, I guess, uh, we'll give it four since we're at the end of December. Anyway, uh, in September, Joe Biden... Um, was talking to reporters outside of one of his events, and he was asked about a Texas plan to allow guns to be taken into places of worship, which is something that was promoted and approved by the governor of the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott. This was Joe Biden's response to the question of whether or not guns should be allowed in places of worship. And the second one is, is on the dealing with uh, firearms. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. And the very day you see a mass shooting, I guess the numbers now, I was on a plane the last two and a half hours, they got up to five killed. Um, and we're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. It's totally irrational. Absolutely irrational. Totally a- irrational, says Joe Biden. It's irrational to allow people to bring guns into to a place of worship. If Greg Abbott and the other leaders of Texas had followed Joe Biden's advice, Joe Biden's rational advice, how many more people would have been shot? How many people would have been killed in that church in White Settlement, Texas yesterday? How many people? I don't know. Let's listen to Jeff Williams answer that question. Jeff Williams is the director of DPS in Texas. DPS is the Department of Public Safety. This is what he says. be overstated how important it is that uh, everyone recognize what took place here today. The citizens who were inside that church undoubtedly saved 242 other parishioners. And that might get swept aside in this whole conversation about active shooter response and god knows law enforcement has done a whole bunch of work to make our response better um we needed to do that but we're starting to find out that uh, as the lieutenant governor mentioned over half of these are over before we get there and i want to commend the chief and his department uh their their response was i mean it's never going to get faster than that it was miraculous um and so the true heroes in this are the people who were sitting in those pews today Uh, and responded, the immediate responders that saved their fellow citizens. And uh, I just can't overstate how critical that is uh, for everyone to recognize. It is truly heroic. It is every bit of that, as the director of Department of Public Safety in Texas said. These armed parishioners, irrational, though they may be, according to a man who wants to be president of the United States, Joe Biden. Irrational as they are, for taking guns into church. Saved 242 souls. Now, do we know the death toll would have been 242? No, but what if it was 10% of that? 24 enough? What if it was 5% of that? 12 enough? The point is, lives, an unknown number of lives were saved because people took it upon themselves to take advantage of their Second Amendment rights to protect themselves, their families, and in this case, their parishioners. And if the left has its way, Robert Francis O'Rourke wants to take those guns away. 
Joe Biden wants to limit where those guns can be. You heard him. It's irrational. With all due respect to the governor of Texas, he said it's it's irrational. Was it irrational to save the lives of those 242 people, Joe Biden? I hate to make this political, but I guess any response to a tragedy like this where politicians are getting involved, then these tragedies are being politicized. But this is just another example of how and why it is so imperative that we make sure Donald Trump Trump is re-elected president. Donald Trump must be re-elected because if somebody like Joe Biden is allowed to be the final determiner of laws with his signatures, if somebody like Joe Biden is allowed to determine what freedoms and what liberties the Constitution affords all Americans will be honored and respected, then we are in serious, serious trouble. White Settlement, Texas, is a perfect example of it. We'll be back after the news. Nine thirty-six. Good morning to you, Congressman Jordan. About twelve minutes away. Looking forward to that chat. A lot of very important things we're going to have to discuss with him. I want to. I want you to hear from one other uh, principal in the uh, in the shooting yesterday in uh, White Settlement, Texas. Again, kind of strange name for a community for a town, but that's what it is. I'm not going to read anything into it, but uh, it's called White Settlement, Texas, and. Um, I shared with you what the director of DPS, Department of Public Safety in Texas, had to say about it, that the parishioners who shot at, uh, shot back at the gunman who started what no doubt would have been a, a horrific mass shooting in a what is usually, in most circumstances, um, a gun-free zone, a church, a place of worship. They're generally gun-free zones. Generally, parishioners would be sitting ducks in there, which we have seen in other horrific attacks on churches, including in South Carolina. We've seen enough of these things, horrifically. We've seen them in mosques. We've seen them in uh, Christian churches. We've seen them in uh, temple, in Jewish temple. We've seen it all over the place. We've seen it in black churches. We've seen it in white churches. And usually the people there are defenseless. In Texas, they were not. And as the DPS director said, uh, those two individuals literally rose up, pulled their guns, and saved 242 lives. There's just no mistaking that. This is the minister at that Texas church who is so grateful that the government of Texas allowed the use of weapons and allowed the presence of weapons in houses of worship. Again, in complete defiance of the rational argument made by Joe Biden that said it's completely uh, improper and irrational to bring weapons into a house. I'm the senior minister at the West Freeway Church of Christ. First off, I want to say that I am extremely thankful to, to Lieutenant Governor and the Governor, uh, Governor Patrick and Governor Abbott, and their rapid uh, response to this. The law enforcement agencies that have been here, uh, we couldn't have asked for more professional, um, seamless uh, interviews and and work with our congregation and, and our people and the kindness that was shown to them by law enforcement. We lost two great men today. But it could have been a lot worse. And I'm thankful 
that our government has allowed us the opportunity to protect ourselves. We have a congregation here of open-hearted people. We help people. We're here to help people. And to have something like this happen destroys my heart. And when I say destroys, it destroys it because there is evil in this world. Today is one sermon I'll never preach. It'll go away. It was called Leaving a Legacy. And two men today left a legacy. But a congregation is going to build on that legacy. We'll have a church-wide meeting tomorrow night because we did not get to have our service this morning. All right. Um, we'll stop it there. <clears throat> the senior minister there at the West Freeway Church of Christ in White Settlement, Texas, the most important line there is he talked about the legacy of the two victims, um, which, of course, is awful, but as he pointed out, could have been so much worse. And the most important line that he said, in my view, is I'm thankful that our government has allowed us the opportunity to protect ourselves. I want you to ponder that, and I want you to think about what that means. The government has allowed us to do what our founding fathers determined that we should be able to do from the start. That's why the Second Amendment exists. The government has allowed us to do what we were already allowed to do by the Constitution. Protect ourselves. Arm ourselves in protection of ourselves, and if need be, our country from all threats, foreign and domestic. Our government allowed us to do that. That government in Texas, again, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry when I quote-unquote politicize this. It needs to be pointed out. The government in the state of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, these guys are staunch, conservative, constitutionalists who believe in the United States of America and the liberties granted to us. If you replace that government with a left-wing government, whether it be in the state of Texas or whether it be nationally, you won't have ministers saying things about like how thankful they are that we have been given the opportunity to protect ourselves. Instead, we would be lamenting the horrific loss of life in Texas. Instead, we would all be counting the dead, listing their names off for a very, very long time, and talking about uh, what a horrific uh, uh, assault on human decency this is. If we listen to people like Joe Biden, if we elect people like Joe Biden, if we elect people like Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke, that's what will happen. And again, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. We have to point these things out. This is this happened four months after Joe Biden said. And this. the second one is is on the dealing with uh, firearms. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. On the very day you see a mass shooting, I guess the numbers now. I was on a plane the last two and a half hours. They got up to five killed, um, and we're talking about loosening access to. Uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. It's totally irrational. I want to know if somebody is going to hold him to account for that that statement. I want somebody. I want to know if somebody in the media is going to do anything even remotely related to journalism, and is going to come to to Joe Biden and say, uh, Senator Biden, 
candidate Biden who wants to run the United States of America, would you care to retract your statement that it's irrational to allow people to bring weapons into houses of worship when countless numbers of lives were just saved because Texas did not follow your rationale? I need somebody to ask that. Now, chances are he won't do an interview with anyone critical, anyone who asks critical questions, so the chances are he won't have to be asked that. If there is an even ounce of integrity among the rest of the cesspool, meaning the pool of Democrat candidates for president, they will ask, they will make public statements at least to try to take a bite out of the front runner. Everything has a political component to it. And we'll see if the politicians on the Democrat side come after Joe Biden for this in an attempt again to take a bite out of him because they want to beat him, or if they will rally around, we agree with Joe, we hate guns. Guns inherently are evil. Guns equal the taking of lives. Because that is the standpoint of Bernie Sanders, of Elizabeth Warren, of Pete Buttigieg and the rest. None of them are truly uh, pro-Second Amendment. They all want gun control in some form or another, whether it's as radical as what Virginia is doing or not. They all want it. It'll be very interesting to see if they're willing to say, but in this particular case, guns didn't take lives. Guns saved lives, countless numbers of lives, and Joe Biden was wrong. We will see. It's 944. We'll get a quick timeout. Congressman Jim Jordan joins us next on AM 1420, The Answer. Through downtown, through Greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Lots of ways to listen to the broadcast. You can listen to it on uh, over the air. You can, of course, find it at whkradio.com, and that's another great way is through your smart speaker. Speaker, rather, the uh, the Alexa app is a great way, or in the uh, the Amazon Echo is a great way to do that. Uh, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise. Well, it's not her role to to go over to the Senate. She could run for the Senate if she wants to be a senator. Uh, but the House has a role. The Senate has a role. It's time for the Senate to do their job. Look, for months she was saying how important it is they've got to remove this president uh, immediately. He's a threat to their you know their whole way of life. And then once they pass the impeachment. She doesn't want the Senate to get the papers to start the trial. He's 100% right. Of course, he's speaking of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. He's a threat. We have to get rid of him now. We can't wait until November of 2020 to get rid of him. He's a threat to national security right now. We've got to impeach. But now we're going to slam on the brakes. Responding to uh, Speaker Pelosi and to Representative Scalise now is Representative Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. Mr. Jordan, first of all, a belated Merry Christmas to you and an early Happy New Year to you how are you sir i'm fine and thank you hope you and your family had a wonderful christmas and uh we'll have a hopefully we'll all have a happy new year so uh good to be with you though and and you as well and i'm very much looking forward to the new year 2020 brings a lot of uh a lot of uh, possibilities and a lot of optimism to us um let's start though with what you just heard from representative scalise she wanted to be a senator senator then she should have run for the senate she can't run the house (laughs) and run the senate and more importantly what he said is spot on she said this must be done now we have to get rid of him he's a danger yet she's willing to let him sit there in the white house being a danger to the rest of the country for lord knows how many months while she holds on to those articles your response 
No, it just it just underscores how ridiculous this whole thing has been from the Democrats. I can't say it any better than Steve did. I can't say it any better than you did. Uh, um, you, you know, look, the idea that she thinks uh, Speaker Pelosi thinks she can tell Mitch McConnell how to run the Senate, I think, is in some ways laughable. But that's the position they've taken. We should never forget, too, to, to the point about they were in such a rush and now they're going to hold it. They've been in a rush to get rid of this president before he ever got elected. They started going after President Trump when he was candidate Trump in July of 2016. And what did we just learn two weeks ago from the Horowitz report? That the, the, the main thing we took away from that is everything we thought that was wrong with the FISA process and, the, and, and that investigation. The only thing we missed was it was worse than we thought. So they've been out to get this president since they started to spy on his campaign. They spied on four people associated with his campaign in July of 2016. They've been out to get him. But now, once they've actually voted on impeachment, they're going to hold it. I think the American people see how ridiculous this whole thing is. Congressman, um, when you look at the two articles um, that have been introduced and passed there that will or should be handed to the Senate, what I want to know is um, – how can these rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors, emph- misdemeanors, emphasis on the word crimes, when there is literally yeah. no a criminal code violation listed? There, there's literally no crime that, that they can point to in, our, in the United States Code that, that, that points to obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. That's what I don't understand. Maybe that's why she's not transmitting these to the Senate, because the Senate may just dismiss them out of hand, saying there's no crime here when you cannot even point to a, a criminal violation. Yeah, it, no, you're right. Uh, I love what my colleague, uh, Congressman Ratcliffe, said on the floor of the House when we had the debate the week before we came uh, came back home here. Uh, he said, because one, one of the articles is uh, obstruction of Congress. Right. He says what the Democrats are calling obstruction of Congress is what the founders called separation of powers. I mean, come on. This is how ridiculous this whole thing is. So, yeah, they got nothing. And remember, they, they were trying everything. It was it was quid pro quo, then it was bribery, then it was extortion, then it was this. And it got all the way down to uh, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. And as I said, uh, obstruction of Congress is what the founders called separation of powers, which is a central part of why our government is, is the best form of government there is. So I don't get it. Again, I don't think the American people get it. And as I said before, uh, the Democrats have been out to get this president since before he got elected. It continued when he was president-elect Trump. When they when they went up to Trump Tower and tried to and told him about the dossier, the dossier they already knew was false, so they could leak it to the press that they had actually briefed him on the dossier. And then it continued when this Congress started, when Representative Tlaib on the first day of Congress says we're going to impeach the guy, uh, and on and on it went till we get to this point where the the only article they have, the only two articles they have, is abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Um, Congressman Jim Jordan joining us on AM 1420. The answer. I want to pivot to a couple of terrible things that happened over the weekend. On Saturday, we have uh, a knife attack at a house of worship. Well, technically, yeah. it was a rabbi's home, but it was a it was a Hanukkah celebration. It was a it was a religious event, and obviously uh, a machete attack. For goodness sakes, and it is just one yeah, of a number of anti-Semitic attacks on 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 Jews um, in and around New York City over the course of the last month. Um, immediately. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, and de Blasio, the mayor of New York, pointed somehow, some way to Donald Trump, who uh, is being responsible for these anti-Semitic attacks, saying hatred emanates from Washington. Uh, I don't know about you, but President Trump has done more for Jews, both in America and in Israel, than any president in recent memory. Um, what are your thoughts on what is happening in and around New York? No, it's, 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 it, hate is terrible. It's, it's sickening what we see in, in the rise of anti-Semitic uh, actions uh, around the world, 
is is dangerous and scary and and just 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 evil and wrong. Uh, to the point about uh, the left trying to always blame the president, this has been the most pro-Israel president in in history. Um, what he did with keeping his word that he said if if elected he would move the embassy to Jerusalem, he did it. When all the other candidates who run for president over the years have all said the same thing, but when they get in office, they find a reason not to do what they said they were going to do. President Trump did it. Not only did he do that, he got us out of the Iran deal. Not only did he do that, he recognized the goal on heights are in fact Israel, and he's and he's had the right kind of policy on this this whole boycott, divestment, uh, sanction uh, craziness that that the left pushes. He's taken the right position against that. And on and on it goes. So, uh, but this is this is typical left. Remember, it was Governor Cuomo who 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 uh, who said, uh, oh, I don't know, a year or so ago, he's the one who said America was never that great. And you're like, what? That's right. The greatest country ever. And, and you got a governor of New York, one of the second largest state, or one of the largest states in our in our uh, saying that. Um, so I, I don't put a whole lot of, uh, of stock in what the left says about President Trump. They've been doing that, like I said, since before he even got elected. But uh, what I know is he's been doing. What we all need to recognize is this kind of violence against um, uh, Jewish people is just just flat out terrible and flat out wrong. Yeah, it, it is, uh, and it is born of hatred uh, in some form or another. Uh, it is it is incredibly reckless and irresponsible to ascribe though uh, the hatred to to people in the United States, particularly the president of the United States, who has gone out of his way to be absolutely welcoming of Jews. And again, as you say, the most pro-Israel president. Meanwhile, down in Texas, another terrible shooting and and, and an attack uh, in a house of worship. Now, before we talk about what happened in Texas uh, yesterday, let's talk about what Joe Biden said back in. Now I was on a plane the last two and a half hours. They got up to five killed, um, and we're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. Absolutely irrational, Joe Biden said, criticizing Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor uh, Dan Patrick in uh, in Texas for signing a bill uh, that allows uh, parishioners to yep. carry weapons into their houses of worship. Yesterday we found out why that's so important, uh, as two mm-hmm. de- two deaths could have become 20, could have become 200, Lord only knows, before police could have arrived. Uh, and the American left wants to continue to demonize people who wish to exercise their Second Amendment rights in self-defense. Yeah. No, it, look, another another tragedy, and, and, and your heart goes out just like with uh, the, uh, the individuals who were... Uh, harmed and, and, and the, the, the devastation that took place in New York. Your heart goes out to the people who, uh, the families who had the harm happen and then the death happened there in, in Texas. But the, the the good news is, uh, if you can take any kind of good news from this thing, is um, that it wasn't worse. And it wasn't worse because of common sense. Common sense says if bad guys are going to have guns, you need good guys to have guns to stop the bad guys. And that's exactly what happened uh, in that church. And it says it looks to be, uh, as, as things I'm reading, the things you're reading, a direct result of the law that they changed. And which, you know, I, and the other thing I know is more and more churches have a have policies in place where they are having good guys with firearms at their house of worship to protect themselves and the parishioners uh, from some situations just like this. And I think that's a good policy. The director of the Department of Public Safety in Texas, Jeff Williams, uh, literally said after the event at a press conference that 242 lives were saved. And again, I don't know if oh, the, all 242 yeah. people in that in that uh, in that church would have been would have been you know shot in that in that situation before the police got there. But again, if it was 10 percent of that, if it was five percent of that, if it was one more, it was too many. And the fact that these citizens uh, did indeed defend doesn't that shouldn't that anyway, Congressman Jordan? 
um, extend now, which many of us have called for, which is to allow staff who choose, not being required to, but staff in public schools or in, in, uh, in private schools yeah. or whatever, uh, be allowed to be there with a, with an immediate response to a dangerous situation like this one. Wasn't this just an example of why that is common sense for uh, beyond course. houses of worship? Of course it was. I, I saw one store where it was like, uh, you know, five, six, seven seconds or something that the 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 the, uh, the good guy with the with the firearm in the church mm-hmm. was able to take down the 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 bad guy who had who had already shot two people, and within seconds that was stopped. And so the potential for greater harm was, of course, that should be the policy. You got a school board who says we want to we want to allow the right kind of people in our school who are trained to have a firearm to protect themselves and protect the kids in those in those school buildings of course that should be the policy and uh, but instead we have people like Joe Biden saying the things he's saying we had the thing that remember when Beto O'Rourke was running for for president and he said that we're going to we're going to take the guns um, you had these crazy red flag laws which deny people their basic fundamental rights and you're going to try to take firearms away from them. that's where the left wants to go but common sense tells us let's do what they did in Texas and a terrible situation was less terrible, was less bad because of the law that they had passed. Well, you're right. Um, that that the shooter was taken out within six seconds of his first shot fired. Two people were killed in those six seconds. Okay, let's take yep. that and 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 make it twelve seconds now. Let's take that yep. and make it five to six minutes, which is the average police yep. response time. Uh, it, it, yep. You know, and think about that just just percentage wise, uh, and, and play that out for another two or three or four or five minutes, and literally everybody in that church could have been killed. And instead, it's you know the damage is limited. But uh, you know, and you mentioned Robert. Francis O'Rourke, uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke, he tweeted moments after this happened that once again it shows that what we are doing with guns in Texas and America is not working. Immediately, oh, he uses that to call for more gun control to have more uh, sitting ducks uh, unable one to thing, fight back. Go ahead. One thing, you, one thing you know about the left is there's anything that happens out there, anything negative that happens at all, they're going to they're gonna try to take people's guns and they're going to blame President Trump. But just the two things the left always goes to. And of course, this this tragic situation is no no different. When in fact, the takeaway should be uh, that that this this brave person uh, saved a lot of people's lives, and he did it within six seconds of taking down the bad guy. One would think that they would get tired of being wrong at some point. Uh, yeah, but you yeah. know, I mean, it would be fatigue. The fatigue would set in. Wrong fatigue would set in. But no, they just want to continue well, to double this, down this, on this, their ignorance. Yeah, the thing that scares me too, Bob, real quick, is that is we talked about this several months ago when they passed one of these out of the Judiciary Committee before the Judiciary Committee got so focused on the impeachment they were they were they were also focused on taking away people's Second Amendment liberties. But this red flag concept and taking away people's rights and taking away people's firearms is a scary thing, especially the way the Democrats in the House wrote that legislation. And remember that passed that passed the House Judiciary Committee. That is that is that is scary stuff, and that's where the left wants to go assault on your fundamental liberties and if they do those kind of things you you wouldn't have a guy who was able to in six seconds stop this bad guy from doing doing additional harm very well said and and there were actually two parishioners who got up uh, with their weapons to fire and stop this attack mm-hmm. before it got worse and uh, uh congressman jim jordan thank you so much for coming on i hope you had a you great bet, break and uh, you have a great weekend we'll talk to you again soon That's Congressman Jim Jordan on AM 1420. The answer, we're a little late to news, two minutes past 10 o'clock. We'll catch up and come back.